Welcome to this very, very, very special episode of the Zest Wellness Podcast with our friends from Cricket West Indies. get into this podcast episode a few notes to run by you the first being you can join zest wellness enroll in the zest wellness platform by visiting joinzestwellness.com and for zest wellness you can also take advantage of our other resources such as our blog our webinars our social media our newsletters, our headquarters to do all of that is zestwellnesscgi.com. For this episode of the Zest Wellness Podcast, we spent time with Dominic, the Director of Commercial Marketing and Communications for Cricket West Indies. When you listen to this episode, you'll notice how we began our conversation about cricket in general, but then we started to slide into conversation topics of how cricket ties into physical activity, health, wellness, exercise, nutrition, mental strength. And then how we wrapped things up is we then touched on just the power of, of unity of Cricket West Indies for communities, being the heart and soul of communities, and then how teamwork has been such a special factor when it comes to Cricket West Indies. Okay, Dominic, welcome to this episode of the Zest Wellness Podcast. Thanks very much, Nathan. Thanks for having me. Dominic, let's let's go where we'll start with uh, specifically uh, cricket and then we'll get into uh, Cricket West Indies and the community and all the all the goodness around that. Um, but for those who are wondering who is Dominic, do you mind first explaining your role with Cricket West Indies and, and perhaps your history with cricket uh, as well? Kind of a, a nice personal question to start things off. Sure. Uh, so I, I run the commercial marketing and communications team for Cricket West Indies. So essentially all of the marketing around the West Indies teams and tournaments, uh, plus a lot of the commercial side in terms of sponsorship, working with yourselves at Zest and your parent group at uh, Colonial, uh, Colonial Group as well, um, but also all of our other sponsors, as well as things like ticketing and our events and then all, all of our media relations. So I've been at Cricket West Indies for just coming up to two and a half years now, uh, based in Antigua. Uh, and my background really is, um, well, why am I here in Antigua work, working for Cricket West Indies? One, I love the game of cricket, but I've been involved in sports marketing uh, and, and a lot of marketing and sponsorship for a long time. Uh, and when this opportunity came up, fundamentally it's, one of the great stories in sport, whether you look at what the Green Bay Packers did with winning the Super Bowls back in the 60s or Ferrari in Formula One or the All Blacks in rugby or 
uh, I don't know, Brazilian football. West Indies is the great story in cricket. And, and I don't mind saying that as a, as a proud Englishman having the privilege to be here in the Caribbean. Amazing. And Dominic, so the, the first time I met you, um, it, was, it was amazing how, how you explained to me all these different nuances of, of cricket and the rules. Um, so to, to toss kind of a, a fun question your way as we kind of get started in this conversation, can you share with us maybe uh, what you think is kind of the most, uh, uh, in, in a kind of a joking sense, the most kind of interesting rule about cricket that individuals might not know of or something, uh, maybe the right word is quirky about cricket? Because I know you, you, every time you explain to me the rules, I'm always learning something different. There's this, there's that. Um, so off the top of your head, what's kind of like a very interesting uh unique rule that someone might not know about cricket oh you put me on the spot i I, I think one of the great (laughs) i think one of the great things about cricket not it's uh, and we'll come on to it later obviously is it's a brilliant sport in terms of athleticism you know discipline uh team play um the fact that you know it's predominantly a good weather sport so it's great to be outside uh, but it is, as you say, it's a quirky sport as well. And I wouldn't necessarily say it's a quirky rule. It's, I think, one of the fun things of getting to know cricket is just you've got all these strange descriptions which have predominantly come out of, um, you know, the English, uh, the English language and and England uh, and the history of taking cricket around the world. So. But also the same words can mean the same, can mean completely different things, um, which is I suppose one of the joys of the English language as well. But so in cricket you play on the wicket, so the wicket is the the bit uh, where the bowler bowls to the batsman, a bit like the in baseball the bit between the pitching mounds and uh, and the batting mounds. Um, the but that is the wicket. Um, but also a wicket is when you get somebody out. Uh, so if you take someone's wicket, you get them out. But also the wicket is also the name for the three stumps together, which make up the wicket. So to get someone out, one of the ways of getting someone out is hitting the three wooden stumps, which is also the wicket. So if you ask me about a wicket, you've got three different ways of describing it. Um, and if I haven't completely confused anyone yet, that's one of the many joys. And you can get onto things like doozers and googlies and leg before wicket and different ways of getting people out, which uh, are just some of the many quirks of what is a fantastic sport. And, and Dominic, now you have you know, now I think we've warmed up our brains. Now we're thinking about this, about that. So we'll move on to the next part of our of our conversation, and that is, and you kind of mentioned this, so. As you know, Zest Wellness is uh, the wellness program of Colonial Group. And so everyone who's listening to this or will take it forward without them might start or might change different healthy habits. Um, so for our next question, Dominic, can you maybe just, you know, some very uh, high level, so nothing too specific, but very uh, like to, to comment on how much, you know, exercise or how much kind of physical endurance different skills matter in cricket and to, to kind of prime you here I know you mentioned how hey English cricket it might be played in the, in the blistering hot sun 
or even interpret his different positions. So for one position, Kandai coordination might be more desirable, whereas for another position, it might be power. Would you mind commenting on kind of exercise, wellness, and how that plays into cricket for cricket players? Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm not the true expert here, but I can give you a sort of a, a quick, uh, probably a bit more of a fan's or spectator's view of it um, to give you an understanding. I mean, ultimate, ultimately, I would say that there are elements of it which are quite similar to something like NFL. It's, it's a stop-start game for a lot of players. So in between deliveries or when the ball is bowled by the bowler to the batsman, a lot of the players will be standing still. But at that moment, firstly, the, when the bowler is running in to bowl the ball, that is a lot of um, stress and load through a bowler's legs and knees. Um, you know, they're coming in faster. Some of them are bowling in excess of 90 miles an hour. So there's strain on the shoulder, you know, um, hips, back, knees and ankles. So the bowlers, for example, are having to do a lot of work in terms of both explosiveness, in terms of keeping strength and stability, but also pace and power. Um, and then they have to do that, run in, you know, 20, 25 yards to deliver a fast ball, stop, walk back, charge in again. And often they'll have to do that for, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes at a time and come back and do that seven time, several times during a day in a, in a one day game or a test match, which lasts five days. They might be doing that repetitively for five days. So that's the bowler, you know, a spin bowler who bowls it slower. And it's more about how you're getting the ball to spin out of the hand. Um, they will have less strain on their body, but they probably have to bowl more overs. Um, uh, and then you've got people like the wicketkeeper, same as a backstop in baseball, who is constantly, you know, on his haunches, up and down, springing knees, you know, you know, loading the muscles through his hamstrings and his glutes and, you know, his backside. So, and that's when you're fielding. A lot of the other players are, yes, they're standing still, but they're having to be on their toes walking in. And if the ball is coming to them, they're having to sprint explosively uh, to get to the ball, slide, pick up and throw. So it's being able to be, uh, to be able to move quickly, athletically, being very agile and quick, because ultimately the quicker you can get to the ball, the chance, the more chance you have of stopping the opposite team um, getting runs or, or points. Um, and to stop them getting those runs, you've just got to be a great athlete. Similarly, there can be times when you are standing there and the ball is just not coming to you. So you've got to be really mentally aware as well. So that's where a lot of the stamina and endurance work so that, you know, if you're out in the in 30 centigrade, 35 centigrade sun for six or seven hours and that ball comes to you and you're looking to take a catch at a really important point, you know, in the final of a series or, you know, a World Cup qualifying match or semi-final or final, you've got to be really switched on as well. And that is just the same for delivering any of the skills, whether you're batting and you're bowling. And for the batsman as well, I mean, a lot of that is about having uh, the, whilst all cricketers need it, that the flexibility, you need that flexibility and ability to move quickly and pivot between positions so that you can play a ball. If the ball's coming at you at 90 miles an hour, 
and bouncing off a hard pitch. You've got to be able to duck. You've got to be able to sometimes jump up and get over the ball a little bit like a tennis player might do when they're hitting a forehand that's bouncing. So, and if you're an all-rounder, i.e. someone who's a, both a great batsman and a great uh, great bowler and potentially a great fielder as well, you're having to do all of that as well. So, uh, you know, it's a brilliant game in terms of hand-eye co coordination, power, um, you know, ability to catch. You know, those those basic skills can can extend into really advanced skills, and you need the fitness to go with it. mental stamina, hand-eye coordination. Um, yeah, just super interesting uh, words to, to describe athletes and their skills. Um, Dominic, to your knowledge, who, like, which, you know, health and wellness and exercise professionals make up kind of the coaching staff of the Cricket West Indies? So presume there's maybe a, a personal trainer or nutritionist uh, um along those lines, but do you mind commenting on kind of for Cricket West Indies, what does their um, maybe medical staff or, or training staff kind of look like? Like not specific names, but kind of specific physicians that, uh, that are used? Yeah, sure. There's, uh, it, to some degree, it depends a little bit. So there's a core team based out of our uh, headquarters here in Antigua. Um, so we've got a, a sports science and medicine manager who is in charge of all of the fitness testing and uh, working with all of the different uh, territor territories around the Caribbean who essentially are nurturing and coaching the cricketers. So there's six key territories in the Caribbean, just to let you know, Jamaica, Guyana, Barbados, Trinidad and Tobago, the Leeward Islands, which comprises several countries to the, to the northeastern part of the Caribbean and the, uh, the Windward Islands, which are just to the south of the Leeward Islands. So you've got six key territories and within all of those territories, there are then uh, physios and sports science professionals who work with our central team and our elite teams to make sure that that network is there for, for all of the cricketers at whatever age group, male, female, youth, etc. Um, and then to keep it probably simple, when a team goes uh, into a, a series of international matches, whether it's playing at home in the Caribbean or away, that team might slightly fluctuate to, subject to whether it's a home series or away series because you're on the road and you know going taking long air miles for a long time. But yes, there's always a team physio um, and the team physio is having to do loads of things most of the time it's actually keeping the players loose and flexible particularly after long days play because they've got to be ready to come back and play the next day or the day after um, you will also have the players will have their own nutrition plans as well the coaches will be very much interlinked with the sports uh, with the uh, with the physios as well to know their program uh, and in some cases as well we've often got uh, massage therapists as well which is actually particularly for the for the bowlers in particular, um, very, very important uh, to keep to keep them supple, stop them stiffening up, uh, to focus work on their shoulders, backs, uh, and particularly their legs as well. Um, and then at other times, you know, certain specialists will come in um, as required. And, and 
And it might be that that is for a different type of cricketer. So there will be coaching specialists as well as different types of fitness specialists as well. Um, so certain players may have specific fitness regimes that we develop for them. Uh, and that might be something that is due to their biological makeup. It might be due to diet or fitness um, or just a need to strengthen. So essentially there's a core team and other people may get called in at other times to help specialize. So far, we've talked about in this conversation, we've kind of talked about um, cricket. We've talked about cricket and it's linked to health, wellness, physical activity. Now, it'd be nice to transition our conversation to kind of the, the social and, and nudity side of cricket and Cricket West Indies. Because even, you know, as when, when we try to educate uh, or help others with health and wellness we always try to think of things holistically right so you have not only physical health but emotional health social health financial health and that social health ties into strong communities and, and relationships um so dominic can you share with us how cricket west indies is you know it, it can be the the heart and soul um of communities and is upholding that word of, of unity. Do you mind sharing us uh, some some thoughts about Absolutely. that that topic? Absolutely, and I think it, as I said, it's it's very much a privilege for me to be part of it as a as an Englishman here in the Caribbean because you know, you intrinsically know how much it means to people in the West Indies, but you. You don't. You'll never really know just how much it matters. So, I'm I'm sort of relaying a, a lot of the narrative now. At, at a very simple level, cricket is essentially the national game for, you know, the 15 countries that make up the cricket West Indi uh, that make up the West Indies. So, from Jamaica, um, obviously up to the northwestern side of the uh, of the Caribbean archipelago, all the way down to Guyana on the South American mainland. So, you know, uh, cricket pitches and cricket teams are at the heart of communities and that, that pitch and whether people are playing on the street or whether playing on, you know, a patch of dirt or hopefully something, uh, you know, a little bit uh, better prepared to help them play, it sits there at the heart for parents, for school children, for youngsters, young and old, where people come together and it's very much a social game as well as a not just a sporting activity but then it rapidly extends out beyond that and actually if a player makes it from their community to their regional team um, or even into the West Indies team there is a huge sense of pride that comes with that um, you know the one that you are the person that has made it and representing all of the Caribbean people to go around the world and bear in mind that the West Indies have won uh, you know, were the best in test match cricket for a long, long time with an incredible team. They've won two one-day World Cups, two T20 World Cups. These are different formats of the game. The Women's World Cup and Under-19 World Cup. To do that with a population of, what, circa 5 million against India, Australia, England, Pakistan, South Africa, New Zealand, Australia. It's incredible. So that in itself creates a huge sense of pride. So one person makes it from their community team to the West Indies or just in their regional team. It, it's a big thing. 
But then there's a what I would say the whole socioeconomic impact as well. You know, for for umpires, you know, that, that those are the guys that are refereeing the matches, the grounds people who prepare the pitches, the people who run the stadiums, the territorial boards, the players themselves, people who work in the industry around cricket, and that's taxi drivers, uh, you know, cleaners, people preparing uh, food for teams, you know, hotels. It's absolutely huge. Um, so that when a West Indies game comes to town, particularly if you're playing someone like England or Australia or India, it's massive. And that trickles all the way back down to the community. And of course, then there's the whole, what are, you know, the, the health benefits to that as well, which is with it being essentially the number one sport in, in most of those, uh, most of the 15 countries in the West Indies, the health benefits are vital Not, and, and that's also the mental health side as well you know giving people the chance to you know have teamwork build up camaraderie have relationships but especially that physical uh, that physical aspect with with it being such a warm climate you know many people aren't that active just because it's hot it's humid and it's tough but cricket's one of those games that gets people out there and playing so that community piece is huge and I think when you wrap all of that together, to come back to the unity word you said there at the end, Nathan, it's that unity piece is, is absolutely enormous. To come back to the population, to talk about winning those World Cups uh, for the West Indies, you've got a team that has come together from ultimately very separate backgrounds, quite different cultures, um, and has come together with quite limited resources in a relatively uh, less affluent economic situation compared to some of the countries of the world and taken on the best teams in the world and won. And you distill that into seeing people's faces and their celebrations on the street when, Western, when the West Indies have won. You then see how unifying that is for the whole of the Caribbean. And yes, it's amazing to see a Usain Bolt win or a Kim Collins when he was, you know, the, the Ketitian sprinter. And, you know, or if you see the reggae boys from Jamaica do well in the World Cup or the Trinidadian boys do well as well. But everyone comes together around the cricket in the Caribbean. And yet it creates a lot of discussion and lots of opinion, good and bad. Um, but it is the unifying cultural piece, I would say, other than music, which has its different variants, it is the unifying cultural aspect of the Caribbean that, that really impacts so many communities and the, and the economy as well. Um, I could talk forever and a day about it, but hopefully that gives you a good sense of how important it is to the Caribbean people. domino effect is, is actually it's it's mind-blowing really um dominic to to end and ask you one last question and it's a hypothetical question a fun question um you know you're mentioning kirk west indies communities and and the, the accomplishments that have that have happened and essentially defined the odds with beating other teams from other countries and, and doing that uh history which shows on on a pretty consistent basis so if you hypothetically could write a book right now on 
what you've seen <laughs> what you've seen from the cricket west cities players and what what you think and it's your opinion so it, it could be whatever whatever exactly you think what you think is the key to the teamwork that has happened in the cricket west cities so it's you're writing a book and one of us as the listener uh, right now we're going to read that book what could we learn in that book about cricket west indies and and what they've done or what you think they've done to establish such a strong uh idea of teamwork and being a, a strong overall uh team for for all those different accomplishments that have happened in the past from your opinion so let's let's end on that note to hear your your uh your interesting answer yeah i i i i i, I do this from a distance and actually looking at how other te great teams in sport have worked and uh, you know sports obviously cyclical teams of success and then they you know you know they'll have down times as well as up times and it's how you keep how you keep going when you have the down times and it's how you keep the success when you when you get those great moments and it all comes good and i think you're all, you're always only get, in most sports you're only going to have one winner um, and it's really hard to, to stay at the top for a long time. I think that the one thing about the West Indies, um, which I think is actually more important, it's, it's as much about the teamwork um, as it is about what they believe in and what they stand for, is that at the best, it it is so wonderfully natural and brilliant that it looks effortless. But actually, when times are tough, it's actually they've got this common purpose. Um, you know, they're coming together to play a game they love, uh, to represent their their nations in this, this construct of the West Indies. And just, just as a quick reminder, the West Indies isn't actual an actual region as recognised by the United Nations. It's not a country. It's... It, it's it's a construct that was essentially developed partly for, partly for cricket to help all of these smaller countries come together and compete. And it's been a massive success and it's a unique story. So the fact that there's this common purpose behind the teams that pull this together, so that actually, you know, even with fewer resources, even with a smaller population, even with uh, more limited investment com compared to other countries, these guys have a purpose and a pride and a and a unity to say that word again. That when they come together, they're they're fighting for something much more. Um, but at the same time, it can be delivered with incredible joy. It's not always serious, and I think that's where the um, you know the brilliant uh, the the warmth and the smiles of people in the Caribbean come flooding out with cricket when it's at its best, both in the stadium and on the pitch. And I think. It, it sort of goes beyond teamwork. It's, as I said, it's it matters. It matters more than it being cricket. It matters more than being at sport. It's it's something that pulls the people together and has allowed them to take on the world and win, and win with you know with great success and great aplomb. So uh, I think that's what I would write about. And even though we've had tough times in the last, certainly the last. Oh, five or six years, even though we had a triple winning World Cup year back in 2016, it's in these tough times, it's 
that when the team comes together and wins, you see the you see the difference it makes. So it's it's more it's really more than the teamwork. It's sort of teamwork with a purpose that is, that goes beyond the sport itself. So with that, um, I don't know about you, but I had, I had a lot of fun uh, listening to you, Dominic, um, from like we started with kind of Cricket 101 to the tie with, with health and wellness and the impact with communities and teamwork. Um, so on behalf of, of all the listeners, um, thank you very much for your time. And as one final opportunity, is there anything else um, you would like to say to someone right now? Uh, as we close off this episode, maybe you want to tell them something about cricket. Maybe you want to tell them something about Cricket West Indies. But one uh, kind of final comment from your end uh, that you'd like to tell uh, a listener right now. Yeah, I would say, well, I'd say two things. I'd say uh, first and foremost, uh, thanks to yourself and to the guys at Colonial Group and with, with Zest Wellness. I know the players have the products and the insurance products as well. So uh, I know they're making the most of them. So it's more than just a, a partnership of uh, badging. We're, it's very much a, a really important partnership that actually how we work with you impacts the players in terms of their health and well-being and their preparation. So thank you for that. Um, but also I'd say to fans, if, if you are honestly sitting there thinking, what the heck is this guy on about? <laughs> Feel free to come out. Come, come and have a look at our our website, which is windiescricket.com, W-I-N-D-I-E-S cricket.com. So Windies is the nickname for the West Indies. Um, or our Twitter or Instagram or or Facebook pages, which also at Windies Cricket or variations of that. Um, get to know some of the players and also have a look at some of the highlights on our, our, our Windies Cricket YouTube page and you'll see some incredible sporting action and you know, particularly if you're for people elsewhere in the Caribbean or in North America who may wanting to be travel down um, uh, to the Caribbean at any point, you'd be very welcome to come and watch a cricket game down here, and you'll see just how much it means to to the people, and probably have a fantastic experience at the same time. And we will include all those links: the website, social media, YouTube. We'll include all those links in the the show notes for this episode. Great, Dominic. Hey, once again, uh, thank you for your time. Um, and we certainly enjoy this conversation. Uh, you're welcome. 